0: Hi, I'm Sitya Prabhakar and I'm the Founder and CEO of Sulekha and ProManage.
1: of an Indian engineer who went to the US, discovered the power of technology to change the world, and finally ended up coming back to India to build his startup. In this episode of the Founder Thesis Podcast, your host, Akshay Dath, talks to Satya Prabhakar, who has had a front row seat to the evolution of startups in the US and India. He started Sulekha.com in the US as a community plus classifieds platform for Indians in the US way back in 2002. In 2006, he raised $10 million as his first external fundraise, which was a phenomenal amount of money for that era. Post this race, he moved to India to build Sulekha as a platform to discover trusted local service providers, and the rest, as they say, is history. Listen to this fascinating conversation about Satya's journey spanning multiple decades to get a first understanding of the evolution of startups and learn from Satya's amazing insights. Stay tuned and subscribe to the Founder Thesis podcast on any audio streaming app to learn about the of the startup world.
0: My father used to teach mathematics in a college. He was head of the department of math. My mom used to take care of us and home. And I had a particular handicap in the sense that I had a pretty bad speech impediment at the time. My aspiration always has been to be a technology-based business person. And so while doing NIT, uh, I tried my best to do well. But I also simultaneously was preparing for about two years for uh, both IAM entrance and also for admission to U.S. universities for a master's degree in computer science. There were four IAMs at the time and I had the good fortune of getting admission into all the four IAMs, A, B, C, and L, I think, yeah, A, B, C, and yeah but simultaneously, I also got assistantship to do my master's in computer science from U.S. But the lure of America was too strong. So I left this admissions and I went to U.S. So that's what happened. It was a great experience because I didn't have any programming experience while I was in India. But once you do a semester or two semesters of programming, then you come to the same level as everybody else. It so happened that my school also gave me an assistantship to do my MBA because MBA is quite rare to get an assistantship. Assistantship is both paying your fees and also paying your scholarship for living,
1: neither
0: of which I could afford at the time. So I continued to do my MBA. But immediately after my MBA, I did join a technology job. Where did you join? I went to work at Honeywell in St. Paul, Minneapolis. And in St. Paul, Minneapolis, I was an R&D engineer, writing mostly operating systems, real-time operating systems and multimedia projects. Primarily for Honeywell's internal R&D and also for other external organizations such as U.S. Air Force. Post Honeywell, I went to AT&T. That was the beginning days of internet, right? It was in the 19... 96 97 98 so i went to work for at and at that time it was called sbc but later on sbc acquired at and and renamed itself by at and there it was a more of a business a technology anchored business development role where we the, the idea was to take technology and develop products that can be sold so at that time we built one interactive set of box right like today, you see boxes like Apple TV or Roku is there. It was the earliest version of a Roku, per se. It's, a set, it's an interactive set-top box. At that time, it, it was cutting edge because most set-top boxes were analog set-top boxes where you only could switch between channel to channel. And it came as analog. But this set-top box is a digital interactive set-top box through which you can stream video and uh, have original programming. And we that project that we did was in collaboration with Walt Disney and Microsoft. Walt Disney was supposed to create the interactive experience. Microsoft provided the hardware and the software, and the phone companies provided pipes. Exactly. And that was a colossal failure. The thing they what they what they missed was. They thought that the internet transmission is inherently incapable of, of handling video and audio. Only because, see, once if you are a transmitter and you are a receiver and the transmitter transmits any content or, a, or a data, immediately that gets chopped up into IP blocks, right? And each block of, now I do know maybe it's a little bigger, at the time it's about uh, 57 bytes long with the headers and other things. Each one takes a different path potentially to arrive at the receiver and gets reassembled at the receiver. For email, it's fine because at the receiver, the email will wait until all the blocks have, have come in. Assembles, then shows it to you. The fact that it was late by three seconds, you wouldn't know. But how would you know? The email came at 1047.26. The fact that it should have come at 1047.23, you don't know. Same thing with a website, if you're accessing a website. If I, but video has got synchrony properties. Every frame, 24 frames you have to display within a second. And your ear is even more sensitive than the eye. You are much more sensitive to audio disturbances than video disturbances. So they thought that because you don't control the transmission you can't really run a video application on the general internet. At that time, internet was also not, was flaky. It must have been like a few kbps kind of speed. Yeah, kbps and not re- reliable in the sense it will come, but it'll come after six seconds or four seconds. But by the time, the video, like just now, your video froze for two seconds and people can't handle it in the sense that there's, if there's a pause... They think something has gone wrong or
2: whatever, right? Yeah, it's a poor experience. Why would someone shift from that analog TV into this if it's going to have stutters in?
0: So what they
2: did was they said, I need
0: to control the entire thing end-to-end. I will control hardware. I will control the programming. I will control the interactive TV guy. I will also control the hardware of the setup box. I will also control the transmission protocol into it. The first few are okay. But when they said they need to control the transmission, it became very difficult to pull off because then you need to develop the entire protocol from scratch. And phone companies are not known for engineering talent. So they couldn't pull it off. If only they had said we will use the internet, they would have
2: succeeded. That one call may make it a failure. They wanted a proprietary technology instead of the internet as the medium of transmission. See, because today you
0: have... Hulu, you have, uh, you have Netflix, Amazon Prime, Z5, all these guys, they don't care about how it gets to the end user. They only control content, right? And they only control the consumer subscription. In between, it's all, they just leave it. But I have learned a lot in that, in terms of how to move. I learned more about how to deal with people, other business, business partners, different kinds of personalities and but great experience working. I also had a chance to work with the current CEO of Microsoft is, that there was the project manager at that end. This is an astonishing rise, no? Amazing. For a company such as that to put the entire responsibility for a company that runs the software for pretty much every organization that is in the hands of an immigrant who has come in, first-generation immigrant, that speaks a lot both about the company and about him. So what next after
2: that ATT stint?
0: This is before 2007, a few years before that, because I had this urge to write. And I felt that there is a need for a platform for Indians to express themselves and interact. So it it was an India-specific, Indian-specific social slash commercial network. What I meant was social means people could write articles and people could write various things and interact and post comments and so forth. And the second one is we made it location-specific in the sense of in a city, what are the events that are happening? Primarily, it was meant, the expression part was universal because they no such thing as Indian living in the U.S. experience, another one. But the commerce part was restricted primarily to uh, cities in the U.S. In the sense, local classifieds, local events,
2: local things. That just actually took off. You were the founder here, like this was your original idea and product. Okay. Idea, yeah. Okay, okay. What would be a comparable product to what you made? What did you call it, like... Comparable product to,
0: I'll tell you, comparable product to the social expression part would be Facebook. And the other part would be, I would say, a
2: Craigslist OLX model. So it's like a Craigslist with community element in it where you can have forums and chat chat on those forums. you and... no chat. It was forums. It was asynchronous chat. And that took
0: off because... It's both Indians in India and Indians in the U.S. had a need for connecting easily because you don't find people with the similar intellectual wavelength in the near vicinity or proximity of where you live. So suddenly you log into this world and you are similar minded people who are curious, who are expressive, who are debating. And Plus you had this local connect of, okay, I can look at events, I can buy and sell. It's a curious thing. Only because initially it was about expression only. Then we added the commerce part because expression doesn't feed your children, it make money somehow. So we added the commerce part, and that was in the before two thousand. So.
2: These would be like micro transactions, right? Somebody would pay maybe a couple of dollars for listing some product for sale, or. Whatever. And the events organizers used to pay us a lot for ticketing their events. Even now,
0: Suleika is the number one event local community for Indians in
2: the US. Uh-huh. So uh, you called it Suleika right from that, I think 2002 or three, somewhere around that time uh, when you were still in the US. A
0: few years before
2: 2007, yeah.
0: But at that time, it was mostly a
2: hobby kind of a thing, it's not a serious
0: thing. But you were still at AT&T or, or like you quit your job and. I quit my job, yeah. So in 2007 is where it got serious because we raised our first round of institutional capital. And you were still in the US in 2007? I was in the US, yeah. And we raised the capital from NVP. Uh, the head of NVP, Mr. actually Prabodhak, he led the round. And with the condition, and not a condition, not that he was imposing it on us, it was our consensus that the future is going to be in India and not in the US. Because we felt that India will perhaps add as many people weak as to internet as all Indians living in the US. And that has come out to be true. So that's when I moved in 2007 was when I moved to India.
2: What was the status of Sulekhaya by the time you hit 2007? What revenue was it doing? And It was a largely a pre-revenue company. It was maybe a million dollars. Million. Million. And you had payment gateway and all of that for these microtransactions or through some PayPal or something like that? Yes. Set, yeah. Commerce was only in the US at that time. There was no commerce in India. Commerce was in the US, yeah. So India had like a listing option or it was only communities? India had uh, classifieds. But you were not monetizing. It was like free classifieds. No. India is difficult to monitor because there's no way to pay.
0: because they were, they on, Online payment was not there. So we started as a classified, so we kept it as US, it was still continuing to do this events and other stuff, and India was a classified play.
2: This was like a peer or you would like... P2P. P2P, okay. But in the US, you would have gone to businesses and told them that list your events here or list your products here and so on. Events, and yes. That was like through a sales effort that you got that business in for events and the rest was like... Again, individuals who wanted to do something.
0: So, in the US and India, what uh, we found is that classifieds, while pretty cool, uh, in terms of traction, right? People like like, uh, OLX is today or uh, Picker is today. There is a lot of
2: consumer interest in wanting to post things to buy and sell. Craigslist was very, like a very hot company. At one point of time, like it used to be seen as, today we see Netflix, Facebook and all that. One point of time, Craigslist used to be seen like that.
0: Even now it is pretty strong in the US because it has occupied that nation. Now. But what we found is that it's tough to, what do you call, make people pay. They want to pay. They
2: want to use it, but they want to pay. And so, this is like once you landed up in India and tried to find monetization in India, then you discovered this? Yes.
0: After a year or so, we discovered that Classified, you get a lot of traffic, but traffic is largely useless from a monetization point of view. What all did you experiment and try to try and model? Like- yeah, what we tried. But what we found curiously in that is, see, the product guys are a different breed because the product guys are, they are transactional. In the sense, I pay, if, if I want to sell a phone, when they sell the phone, I have no use for the plant But what we found is there are service businesses that are always looking... For opportunities to grow. Because if I'm an architect, if I'm an interior decorator or an event organizer, boss, I can deal with 100 inquiries a day. I can grow and I want to grow. So, my need to be always out there and my need to be known, need to connect to potentially motivated buyers of my service and my ability, my capability to want to be able to convert them is. Constant. So we said, screw products. I don't know to do products, right? We'll focus on the service part of the business where there is an intent and a motivation to pay. So I don't know if you know this. I think it's a it Greek or Roman. There's a thing called the ship of called the ship of Theseus. Yes, yes. Ship of Theseus. Different parts kept getting replaced. It's the same, it's known as the same ship, but none of the original parts remain kind of a thing. So we started focusing on Service businesses.
2: One, one question here. All this while the traffic was free, like you won't, you didn't spend money to acquire traffic. That was all organically generated. We have never in our history spent money on traffic. And this was because it was like user-generated content. If I'm looking for barbershop near me and Sudeikha has listings of barbershops, so naturally Google will give it a high ranking and it therefore get organic traffic.
0: Well, we were not promoting these businesses on Google. But we were promoting ourselves on Google so that when people come looking for interior decorators in Chennai, our page would rank and people would click and come. And this is where they find the businesses. So initially, we were a service. Now, Suleka has become largely a services-based business listing service. And
2: initially, it was listings only. People used to pay us for listings, for preferred listings. And this was happening how? Did you, because in India... I imagine at that time it wouldn't have been easy to have self-checkout and all that happening online. No, we, we we had a sales thing. You must have needed that. And so tell me about that journey of discovering how to make money. Because we were not new to this online pay online payment. We created
0: that online, but nobody would pay online. They didn't have means to pay. When if you had credit cards, when if you had any alternate means of payment, so how would they pay even if they want to? And even if the fool that had a means to pay, they didn't trust you. To give you a credit, card. there's a fear, so we had to build a sales force. We built a sales force. How did you do that? Did you go city by city, and we expanded to all the cities, and I traveled the cities, opened offices, and we built that. And in all, the, I think we had it in about eight cities. By
2: when you had in eight cities by 2014, a- and what was your playbook for opening up a city? Like, how would you go about? Like, mostly based upon population, because the
0: four big cities are is a no-brainer. Which is Delhi, Bombay, Bangalore, Chennai, Hyderabad, this top five. Then Pune, Ahmedabad, Kolkata are the next three. Then we had, we did open offices, but we had people on the ground in other cities like Lucknow, Chandigarh, Madurai, places like that.
2: And we, we kept growing. How did you manage the output from these people? And did you like. With a great amount of difficulty. Uh, I want to understand those challenges that you must have faced. Oh, very hard, very hard. <laughs> the only. Saving grace there is in sales. I found that
0: I find that it is quantifiable, and the performance is quite clear. And the monthly, it's very really hard for technology, for product development, and other things. And you also have a reasonably reliable yardstick, saying that hey, your size is so big, opportunity is so big. You have fifty people. Look at Chennai comparable opportunity. It also has fifty people but it is able to do 1.6 times more than you. what's your problem? We had a good, pretty good analytics. We had pretty good systems and data, which we were able to do that. We did that. We continued to grow and we continued to grow. It was, there was a lot of competition, even at the time. There was, I remember in 19, uh, 2000, 12, 13. A lot of companies got funded. There were at least 30 companies that got funded.
2: And of course, the names that we know today. Uh, who else was there? Like serious competitor. Companies like Ask Laila. Uh, Ask Laila, yes. Now Floats. Now Floats. Here, Now, something like that. A lot of guys who raised reasonable amounts of capital. There were some, uh, I say, say, funded Yellow Pages or something like that. Some company was there. Yeah, there is
0: an India Corp. There was, the, of course, India Mart was focused on B2B. There were other guys, like Yellow Pages itself was there and uh, so on. And there were also outsiders coming in. list also tried to make an entry in India. And there was other companies that came in. And uh, the biggest fear that we had was of actually quicker. Because it raised so much money. Massive rounds of money. It's just, we were just thrown off our chairs. I think they totally, they raised about $450 million. That's so half a billion dollars almost. It's a huge capital. How
2: much did you raise? What was your fundraising journey? See, till that time, we raised about $16 million. Till, uh, to 2014? 20, 20, 2015, yeah. sixteen billion. And what revenue were you doing by 2014? We're going at about 30-40% a year.
0: Like double digit millions? We would be around maybe uh, seven. Seven billion or so, but we were we were growing, and then around 2014, 15, we saw the rating on the wall, saying that plain listings is not something that will sustain us because the game is going to be owned by Google. Just yes, I exist uh, that that concept. Because Google is saying, I want to organize all information. And they're investing
2: tremendously in uh, in local listings. Yeah, like a Google Map, like listing your business on Google Map is also like a classified listing only in a way. So I was in the
0: US, I was traveling with somebody, we wanted to go to a restaurant to eat. He didn't go to Yelp or any focus app. he went to Google Maps, took the listings he formed the news. We are going to compete head-on with a Google. I am an ant, and Google is like an elephant. And that's not. The, I mean, we can't fight that war and win. So then, as we understood what our customers want, see the SME is cut from a different cloth. SME is cut from a different cloth in the sense he is never profitable. He's always struggling. He has no money, right? He's short of capital. He wants to grow. He is not as concerned about a brand. He just wants sales customers, his shirt has only a single pocket, whereas CMO has got two pockets, his own personal pocket and the pocket of his company.
2: Yeah, okay, okay.
0: And his company pocket is not his money. Not that he is careless in spending, it's It's
2: a different orientation. He has access to more budgets. And...
0: More budgets and his scale is different and his horizon is different. He's not saying, if I give you 100 rupees today, tell me what business you gave me today. He's not as exacting in his expectation of return. Whereas the poor SME, is, he is counting every rupee. Right? So we felt that guy wants something else, which is that he wants to be connected to a motivated buyer. He's not happy with say, hey, boss, you are there at the top, people are looking at you, so many people are clicking you. And he says, what the hell is a click, man? I don't hear a click. So we transformed the platform into a qualified matchmaking platform. We felt that on the user side also, there is a need. See, if you're looking for an event organizer, if you already know a good guy who can do good work for you, and you will do that. The reason you are searching is because you don't have that person. So if I just throw you 10 businesses at you, and say you go figure out which is the best, that's of no value to you. That's what Google does. Or, or even like just style also. Yes, they Yeah. So, see, it's not in the kitchen, your microwave oven that is spoiled. It's a pretty low-value headache-solving kind of a problem. You really don't care who comes and fixes it, as long as the guy comes, fixes fast and gets out, right? He may charge 300 rupees, he may charge 400. You're not that sensitive to the thing. So, it's a commodity service. Let us say, suppose your sister's engagement, you are organizing it and you need a
2: photographer.
0: You are only sister, very loud, pampered sister, everybody loves her, Throw a big party. 300 people are coming. You found a good venue or you don't even know a venue. So you want somebody to help you with it. It's the first time you're throwing such a... So you, what is it that you want? You want somebody who specializes in that kind of a social events with 300 plus people, which does it in a classy way. As opposed to the first birthday of somebody with 50 guests in a small place. Those are two different things. One is if you are a corporate, you want to organize an offsite for your employees. That's a different kind. So, not all event organizers are the
2: same. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes.
0: What we said is there is value in one qualifying these guys and profiling them, right? So, when you come looking for an event organizer, I ask you, sir, what is it that you want? Mr. So, Akshay, what is it that you want? And Akshay will tell us, it's a, it's a social event, it's a three weekends out. Number of guests. and 400 people, 300 people, right? And I'm looking for somebody. So, I understand that. So, I use technology to match it with a select set of event organizers who are qualified by me and connect you to them. And a lot of people ask, why is it that you can't enable the transaction? These don't lend themselves to enabling transactions because it's not that you look at four guys, look at the profiles and say, okay, this guy is charging me 1.5 lakhs, let me pay 1.5 lakhs. Yeah,
2: yeah. you need to have that slightly more engagement. You need to engage with multiple people before you finalize. You want to talk to
0: them, you want to ask them questions, and then you want to negotiate. Right? If you may want to say, listen, my budget is 1 lakh. Then the guy will say, I suggest you take out this part of the event and we do it like this. So we built it on that. And it was a phenomenal success in terms of our ability to distinguish
2: ourselves from everybody else in the market. Okay. I wanted to understand from a product perspective a little bit. So you said that you connect them like a curator set of sellers with buyers. So is it like you have categories? Let's say Flipkart will have mobile as a category. And then in mobile, you can then put filters on price and screen size and so on. We had over 200 categories. Give me some examples. We understood using our data
0: analysis, how do people look for service providers in different categories? Give me some examples of what all categories you... For example, caterers, overseas education counselors, Interior decorators. Then we have IIT coaching centers, or and like that. Home improvement, lawyers, advocates, business counselors,
2: where the service value is in excess of about ten thousand rupees. And so, like the moment someone types yeah, event manager, then it, it would show them filters. Like you can apply filters on size of like audience, how many people, so on and so forth. And and then what? Like how do they get in touch? We provide phone numbers. We provide details of both
0: to each, each other, and they talk to each other, they chat with each other through the app. Initially, when we started, people were more comfortable with having a phone conversation. Now,
2: people are more comfortable with chatting. Yeah, most products have evolved from phone to chat, like even the other classifieds.
0: With chat, the problem is we all are in a we are in a different world because we are so comfortable with English. But you go to a small town like Vijayawada, or Hyderabad, or even in major cities, people have difficulty chatting in the local language through app. They don't know to what they want to see because the opposition is very difficult. So they want to talk, they
2: want to chat, they want to talk. So the business doing the listing can decide to sh- display phone number or to just respond via chat and all that. And then, how do you
0: monetize? So we have developed a new model, which is saying that the businesses pay a monthly platform fee, and per connection to a potential buyer, mm-hmm. we charge them. That businesses like a lot because they felt it is they're not paying for. Just being there and not knowing what they're gonna get for it. Here, for the first time, a platform in India has come to them and say, You pay me when I deliver value to you. And the value to you is a verified, motivated, newly minted consumer who was looking for you. Not, sorry, not looking for you, who is looking for your city category. If you are an event organizer in Hyderabad, I am not going to connect you to an event organizer looking in Ahmedabad. Nor am I going to look connect you to a guy who is looking for an architect in Hyderabad. I am going to connect you to somebody who is looking for an event organizer in Hyderabad. And in some categories, we went even further by
2: breaking up the city into zones. Like education counselors you would want near you.
0: Yeah. The coaching centers, people don't want to travel more than 4-5 kilometers. We did that.
2: So that's what we did.
0: It was awesome. Before covid that quarter we must have served about forty five thousand
2: businesses. Paper lead model is this prepaid or postpaid? Do they have to top up a wallet and then you deduct from that wallet every time a lead? Always, all of our businesses it is it is prepaid. I will not chase you for money. So they have the wallet and from that it gets deducted each time they get a lead, something like that. Yeah okay 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 and how do you curate the listings you said that you want listings to be curated with data points about them so that you can do better matching so how does that happen we
0: we have sales team we have we, we have an onboarding team so this happens through a call where we will talk to that business and we do their we get their profile information we get their contact we get their all the other stuff because we have to establish ourselves that it is a, that it is a reliable business okay 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 we don't know all the time, but we have to take. We have to go farther than just a general listing. We collect their business contact information, their service tax information,
2: GST information, so that yeah. So any business listed on Suleika is like a business which has gone through KYC and in terms of their legal entity status and things like that. Yes, of course. And uh, any business on Sulakea is a paying business. You don't have freemium model where we do a freemium guy is a freemium guy in the sense he stands last in the queue yeah okay 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 so there would be like a free listing option also where businesses can self list but to get leads they would only get leads if there is nobody else in that category or something like that right. okay 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 and uh, is it that you can have say silver plan gold plan and so on and you get more leads if you're on a gold plan like what justile would have i guess You can buy as many leads as you want.
0: But oftentimes we are constrained by how many leads. Yeah, how much demand is coming in. That's the challenge in that model is in some city categories you have a lot of consumers but no businesses. In some categories you have a lot of businesses but
2: no consumers. That that imbalance is a painful thing to solve for. Is it an imbalance because the behavior is not online or is it fundamental imbalance where there is more supply? Fundamental imbalance um, in that category. Okay. Give me examples
0: of... For example, actually, internet service. You have consumers who want it,
2: but not businesses willing to pay for it. Okay. Because there's only these big three, Airtel, Vodafone, and Reliance. Okay.
0: And the other side, there are interior decorators. mean There are endless number of interior decorators who are willing to pay. Because each contract can be worth lakhs of rupees. They want will pay any amount of money to it, but we don't have enough consumers. So that is the the suboptimality of that model.
2: What would be your average earning per month from a me uh, from a small business? What would they be typically spending on Sulika?
0: Business spends on Sulika between five thousand rupees a month to a lakh rupees. What are the kind of businesses that spend a lakh a month? Like architects, interior decorators, and electric power generator guys, building.
2: Contractors building people who, who construct buildings. Right, right, civil contractors. Okay, okay, okay. And so now, where, where are we in the journey? Yeah, yeah. You raised about $28 million in 2015. So that round was to build up this, like a platform for service providers to get more business.
0: We did work
2: extremely well. And in 2019, we were... Getting ready for a listing. How were you profitable? What was the secret to that? Because for listings businesses, none of the other businesses are profitable. So
0: I think I'll tell you my hypothesis. See, in any listing business, right? There are three scenarios. One scenario is if I'm a business guy, if I'm listing, because everybody pays roughly the same to get listed. If I'm listed there, if I am getting a lot of responses, and I'm getting a lot of value from the platform being listed there. Next time when I come up for renewal, you cannot get me to pay more money. You can get me to pay more by the rate of inflation. If last year I paid fifty thousand, now you can get me to pay fifty five thousand. You can't get me to pay a lakh, even though you are. I'm getting three lakhs worth of value from you because your model is boss. This slot costs fifty thousand. Last year it was $50,000, This year is fifty five thousand. I mean. House rent is the same, right? For some reason, you got a house rent for some X money. A guy comes and says, now you pay me two times more. So this is like when you're doing space selling, basically. Space selling. Now, the guy who doesn't get value, he won't pay you money next time? Yeah, there'll be a churn. Yeah. So you're screwed up on both sides. Monetization of the same asset is better on a paper use model than a subscription model. That's why we were more profitable, I think. What happened when COVID hit? See, the problem is the categories we were dealing with are all high-value categories. Second is, they were all in categories that got shut down. Ah, okay. Home improvement, nobody wants people to come into their home for two
2: years. Even now, people are weary. Events also shut down. Even
0: we were talking is, events, totally there was a law against events. Coaching centers were all closed down. Business services were all... So, suddenly... It was cataclysmic, and that just pushed us behind. And we also couldn't sustain the size of the organization.
2: We had to reduce the size because you you would have had a large sales team. I'm guessing.
0: Uh, we had a sales team, and the other uh, problem Akshay, we had was that we didn't know the end game of COVID because we never experienced it. We had a playbook of saying, "I know how to deal with a 15% shortfall in cash in the revenue overnight." I can even deal with 25%, but I don't know how to deal with the 80% drop. It just, we fell off the cliff. So it took us ways to re resize the organization for the new opportunity and also be conservative because we didn't know when COVID would lift. And actually, COVID lifted after two years, really. So we said, okay, we'll, we'll have a smaller team and rebuild the company back up and reinvent ourselves. In COVID, we stepped back and we said, what do we do? Because... Aggregate demand has come down dramatically. We don't know where it'll go back up. So how do we compensate for this shortfall? And in a way, it forced us to reimagine what we do. And uh, we have succeeded in developing a new platform called called ProManage. We both at small businesses and large enterprises. So the thing that we said was, listen, why should these customers of mine? Only get connected to consumers who are coming to Suleika See, if you're an event organizer, right? You are not, you just want to grow a business. And you are, technologically speaking, illiterate. Because you're an event organizer. What do you know about optimization, platforms, opt- profile optimization? You don't know. And you are looking for help. And there's nobody well-organized to help you. The agencies, small digital agencies that say, sir, I will do optimization. But they're really not qualified, right? So we said, let us take these customers, right? And also target la- large enterprises. And you, you won't believe it. Large enterprises are even more hobbled than an SME. An SME can go and get some local guy to, to optimize his GMB profile, Facebook profile, all these things, right? But a large enterprise can't do that. We so can't do that because it has, let us say, 1,000 locations. How, does, how do you Manually manage, optimize thousand locations. You got to put an army. Army is not affordable, right? So we looked at it and we said that it requires a different approach, which is a technology and AI driven approach towards digital management. I don't know Akshay, if if you heard this number, there are seven hundred searches per for products and services in India, right? So two things have happened in the last year, and these are profound seismic changes in the way we approach life, which is people are wanting to discover products and services and businesses online. They don't want to search anywhere else. They will never search anywhere else, number one. Number two, they also don't want to, they want to engage with businesses digitally, right? If say fridge is broken, Samsung is broken, you would rather send a chat via WhatsApp saying that, please send a service person. Samsung comes and shows you, okay, sir, please pick a slot. You pick a slot, right? Done. Somebody comes. That's what, what you want. You don't want to call on the line, pick the IVR junk and wait on the line. And
2: then they'll ask you to read out the serial number.
0: And- businesses, both large and small, have to contend with this fundamental behavioral change. A lot of people think this is a marketing exercise. It's not. It's a hygiene. If you have a restaurant, would you say putting a signboard, nice signboard above that tells who you are, your brand, and what you do, and it is properly visible to the traffic on the road? Do you consider that a marketing exercise or an operating expense? It's essential, right? But you can't do it because a listing has got 70 variables. A simple GMB listing has got Large number
2: of variables. And GMB is Google My Business, which is how you list yourself on Google Maps. But
0: GMB is not the only show in town. There are others. And being present on others actually influences and accentuates your ratings on Google, your reviews on Google. Yeah. Who are the others? Like There is GMB is there, Microsoft Bing, Facebook pages, fine Suleka is a listing platform. So what search engines are saying is there are hundreds of millions of small businesses I can't potentially be talking to all of them to know which is a good business, which is not. I will use proxies, signals to find out which is a good business. And the proxies are, if you are been in business for long, if you are also listed on other platforms, if you have a website, if you have a social profile, all these things add to the score. And how many people are reviewing you? Established you are. There is authority. Then there is love. There's positive love where there are reviews and ratings and so on. So, surgeons look for all these things. And a lot of businesses don't know. And let us say you are a, one of the large financial banks. You have 5,000 locations. So, 5,000 locations times 60 variables. That is 3 lakh variables. Let's say you want to be present on different 5 different platforms. That is 15 lakh data values that you have to manage how will you do it? You tell me. You can't do it. So you need a technology. And every profile has got a unique problem based upon the competitive landscape that particular branch is located in. So you need AI to compute the score of this, which is a proxy for how well it gets visible when people come looking for you. And to let's say you are a score of 1 to 100, you are a score of 60 or 55 you need to move to 70. What do you do to move to 70? You don't know. That's not your gig. That's not your expertise. You need help. So that's what we've done is we went and created ProMage as a platform. It's got the integration with all the major distribution platforms with GMB and you know, things. So we have, we can write to the platforms. We can read from the platforms in real time. Plus we have an AI software that analyzes every profile, And ensure that the representation of this profile on multiple platforms isn't same. And if there are reviews on multiple platforms, they all come to one place from where you can respond. If you have enabled chat and all these things, all the chats will come and sit in one place. So it's all a a unified, extraordinarily powerful and sophisticated air traffic control for your district presence. There are at least about 28, 28 criteria or factors on which Google doesn't allow you to do certain things. That, especially when you have multiple locations, branches, right? it won't allow you to do things. That by building software on top of it, we are able to do it. There's one unique property that no other audience of no other medium has. That is, lead forward purchase intent. If you're watching, let's say, even when you go to Instagram Reels, right? Or you go to Twitter, or you're watching in Amazon Prime Video, or you are know, listening to your podcast, right? At that point, I am sitting back, I am listening to Akshay talk about, this. talk to Satya, is, is making some sense. So, so let me listen to it. At that point, Satya, or let's say one Ruby, one girl who is listening to this podcast, Ruby has no purchase intent. She's not looking for anything. She's just enjoying Akshay talking to Satya, hopefully. But that is not the case with Surge. When Ruby says weight loss clinics near me, that girl is in the market for a way to Austin. And 70% of the time, within three days, she'll make a visit. 40% of the time, it'll convert it to a sale. Because it's an inside-out purchase intent. It's a strong one, right? Now, so if I'm I am watching, let's say, a TV show on ZTV, right? There's an ad for Enfield bike. I'm not really looking for to buy a new bike. It just goes by, hey, yeah, it looks very nice. It looks sexy. Maybe I should... It's a very weak purchase intent. It was imposed on a guy with no purchase intent from a
2: user. But the search is not. It's inside out purchase intent. So you cannot ignore it. You essentially do a ranking of leads for a brand and say that this is a high purchase intent lead and this is a low purchase intent lead.
0: So the ProManage is a digital marketing SaaS platform. It is not a lead generation platform. Incidental byproduct of that is inquiries. Because by optimizing your profile, by improving reviews, ratings, by enabling chat, responding, and by taking care of all aspects, 100% of the time, you will see a dramatic lift in visibility in terms of people visiting your profile. The conversion also improves because the profile suddenly is rich, is enticing. So it will happen. But we are not, unlike in Suleika, we are not holding ourselves to, I'll give you 80 leads. We are saying, boss, it's a new world. You gotta get your act straight. You it is impossible for you to do it on your own. Plug in though, pro manage. Everything will happen for you. The inevitable byproduct of that is engagement opportunities with your prospect customers. We have an exciting roster of corporate clients, which we never had before,
2: right? We have people like actually DHL, right? Apollo pharmacy. We have a lot. anybody with a large offline detail presence essentially would be
0: Yes, it is. We have over twenty five of them and that's all so that's one good thing that has happened because of COVID. And we are super excited because Suleka will continue to be a lead gen platform and ProManage will be a marketing SaaS platform. They both can serve customers very
2: well. What do you see the revenue split between these two platforms to be? Like, I'm sure right now, ProManage would be small. We believe that this ProManage will be close to between 60 to 70% of the total revenue. Okay. Because these are enterprise clients and... Enterprise clients
0: is one. This is a more... The target group is a much wider target
2: group than service businesses only. Because now product companies like Apollo Pharmacy, they also come in.
0: Because previously, we couldn't sell to... Product companies, yeah, they didn't want leads. They never, unless it's a high-value product. For example, 5 kilowatt power generator. They would be interested. But a guy who sells a
2: mobile phone says, boss, I don't want leads, then I ask the guy to come in. You do have a competition here, right? I believe there's this company called Single Interface. They offer something similar, right? Yeah, yes, similar. What is the differentiation between you and Single Interface? Is it like very, very similar or like... In things such as this, Akshay,
0: I don't think either of us are constrained for opportunity. There are thousands of companies, <laughs> millions of SMEs. I don't think Suleka is uniquely equipped to serve SMEs at scale. And that's what we are doing. Plus, we also bring a certain tech innovation is our part of DNA. And a success obsession is also part of our DNA. It's like a phone. You can compare two phones and d- decide which one you a, a very involved tech-based SaaS de- service offering, you can't compare very easily. Oftentimes, because oftentimes what we do is that we, we have a connection with the head of the CEO of the company. We have conversations about how to evolve. We are not an ad agency. We are not a BPO where I do stuff that you hate to do. I don't want to do that. That's not, my, that's not what we thrive on. What we try on is I will be your innovation consultant powered by technology and partnerships, of course, and we will also give you
2: tech that makes manual work unnecessary. That's what we do. Yeah. And how is the pro managed priced? Is it fixed subscription or per, per location per month? Okay. Okay. And what would that number be, or how much do companies spend, like average order value or something?
0: It's about anywhere from from
2: $15 to $50. And this you're saying is like the per location price. So what is the difference? Which one would be 15 Which one would be fifty? We have layers of services,
0: service offerings. We know we have basic listing optimization, reviews, chat
2: integration with their internal systems, a whole bunch of things. We can pick and choose. And this would be like a more customized solutioning approach here, right? It's not like a self-service thing where an SME can come in, sign up and just start using off the shelf. We will plan to do it that way. Okay. But right now it's more let's say a Salesforce or an Oracle which you buy, which is for enterprises it's a little bit more involved sale.
0: It requires presenting to the CEO, CMO, and explaining it. And yeah.
2: it's not but for SMEs it'll be that. You'll have a more easy UI stripped down version for SMEs because they would just manage one location, I'm guessing. Like for an SME, they would just need to manage a single location. So your product could be a lot simpler, less complex for them, which they can do with self-service. Even that, I
0: think only half will do that. Other than half, I still have to talk to them. See, it's hard to communicate to an SME convincingly, digitally, unless it is a tangible Value payoff. I want to buy a ticket to go see a movie. The 200, he won't question the 200 rupees paying or 150 rupees. He'll pay. Because I know I'm getting a ticket or I'm buying a ticket. It's a very well understood value prop. Yeah, you're not asking him to change his habits. Yeah. Uh, here, he has not purchased anything like this before. And you are also not answering the question hey, what will I get for it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So he has to understand the need for it and the long term payoff. You'll, you'll probably need to do some freemium model where they can use for free up with some limited features so that they see the value and yeah. then the power users can upgrade and pay. Okay. So, what plans for the IPO now? We don't uh, know yet. But you are still profitable? Yes, yes. Like even during COVID, you remained profitable?
0: Or? Yes, we have, except for a, maybe one one quarter or so. So, otherwise,
2: you have been profitable at break even, let's say. Yeah. What are like some of those lessons from entrepreneurship that you'd like to share with young founders? There are many. I would say
0: the most important thing is success in entrepreneurship is, is an and condition, whereas failure is an or condition. For success to happen, multiple things have to fall into place. They all have to fall into place. You got to have the right business idea, and you got to have the right team, and you got to raise capital, and the market has to be ready. And you've got to have the right revenue model. All these things have to fall into place. And they have to fall into place and hold together for a sustained period of time. Failure can happen if any of those links fail. It's an OR condition in the sense you can have a great team, you can have a great business model, market is there, but you can't raise capital. You can raise capital, market is there, but you're an awful manager. You can't get, you can't hold a team together. You are great, you hold the team together, you can raise capital, but you are chasing the wrong business model right? You, are, you continue to dig in a place where there's no oil. Nothing
2: will happen. That's why success is, successful startups are so real. Like.
0: Second is, I would say ambition is cheap, but actually resolve is difficult. You pick any guy out the street who doesn't have an ambition, right? Everybody wants to be something. Because ambition is found in every heart, but actually resolve is not. The third one is the resolve should also be Come stapled with some amount of malleability or adaptability right? to be organic, to be able to move flexibly. Third
2: one, you should be agile enough to pivot if it's not working, and
0: yeah. so it's hard because the idea that you started with because you were inspired by something and
2: that inspired by something idea doesn't make money you have to find something else and that brings us to the end of this conversation i want to ask you for a favor now did you like listening to the show? I'd love to hear your feedback about it. Do you have your own startup ideas? I'd love to hear them. Do you have questions for any of the guests that you heard about in the show? I'd love to get your questions and pass them on to the guests. Write to me at ad at thepodium.in. That's ad at thepodium.in.